Emergency podcast time at Sideline Views presented by SeatGeek. SeatGeek uses hundreds of websites to save you both time and money. Use SeatGeek to buy tickets to concerts, sporting events, or anything else, really. Use my promo code SportsGuyGeo to save $20 off your first purchase on SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app. All right, we got a reactionary podcast today. Game four, round two between the Celtics and Bucks, and it was ugly. 12-point loss at home following a few, what, 19-ish, 20-ish point losses heading from Milwaukee to Boston. And Giannis, Bledsoe, even Connington, honestly along with Budenhoser, put the nail in the Celtics' coffin. The 2018-19 Boston Celtics, their season hangs on life support at this point in a hospital bed in Milwaukee with the series headed back there Thursday night, Game 5, and it's over, folks. It is 100% over. Kyrie Irving, quote-unquote leader Kyrie Irving, failed to show up yet again. The very purpose in which he left the greatest player of our generation in Cleveland, to come to Boston, fails to counter yet again. What else is new with this guy? Quite frankly, I think he took his resume, sent it off to New York, and he might be wearing a Knicks warm-up under that Celtics jersey. Honestly, it's it's ugly. It's over. He's clearly not invested in this team. This team clearly doesn't care for each other. Any moment of adversity that hits them whatsoever, they run away. They duck under the covers. They 100% fear these damn deer. It's over. That's that's the reality with these Celtics right now. We're down three games to one. 96% of teams in the NBA have advanced with the 3-1 lead in the history of the postseason. And this team sure as I went coming back from that. Nope. Not at all. It's over. What a great way to cap off our incredibly underachieving, underachieving season. But can we really blame it on anybody? This is this this and by anybody I mean is this really a surprise? This team continuously was underperforming, underachieving year with throughout the entire season, month after month. Prior to the All-Star break taking that 28-point loss to the Clippers, the Lakers, after the All-Star break starting like what? A whole winless week worth of games. And here we stand, down 3-1 after taking game one. The Celtics allowed 90 points in game one, a great defensive effort. Then you look at games two, three, and four. The Bucks have combined to score an average of 119.9-ish whatever points per game. That's a big difference. And it all goes down to that third quarter, that almighty third quarter, which has completely overruled this entire series. It's the moment, it's the deciding factor. And again, the man himself, the I want to be the leader, I want the spotlight, I want to be the guy. Kyrie Irving failed to show up. Let's break down the third quarter stats, the splits, the difference between Giannis and Kyrie Irving in the third quarter. Giannis. Got into some foul trouble. That was the deciding factor in this game. At that moment, the Celtics were down, I think it was like five-ish points. It was single digits, and Kyrie failed to counter. So let's take a look at the stats. Giannis in the third quarter played three minutes and 42 seconds, where he collected seven points, shot three for three from the field, one for two from three-point range. 
two for two on free throws, and recorded, collected three rebounds. Kyrie Irving, on the other hand, played 12 minutes in the third quarter, collected five points, shot 0 for 2 from the field, 0 for 1 from 3, and 5 for 6 from the free throw line, collected one rebound and four assists. The dude played over three times the minutes that Giannis played. Three times. Giannis was benched around the eight-ish minute mark or whatever in the third quarter. He played three minutes in the third quarter. The biggest offensive threat in in the state right now at that very moment. And you failed to counter on that against the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I credit the Milwaukee Bucks in their effort this season. They were the number one seed. They were the best performing offense, arguably, in all of basketball, definitely in the East. But regardless, this Celtics team has more talent. They have more depth. It just comes down to pure effort. And last night, I don't believe they put forth. They put their their strongest foot forward. <sighs> there were several moments where what they were doing was just completely boneheaded, mindless basketball. Marcus Smart made his return, and it wasn't very pretty, especially offensively. He shot one for seven from the field, recorded three points, and was just completely lost entirely offensively. I mean, he's driving in. He's trying to force plays that just aren't there. And it it hurt. This this team completely just ducks under the covers in any moment of adversity. They, It's, it's as if they don't care. Those locker room problems that we thought were going to be gone by, by this time of year, they're still existent. They're still there. And it reflected on the court. Let's take a look at the Celtics bench. Probably another one of the completely putrid performances that we've seen. Perhaps all year long. Let's look at the top three players from the Celtics bench that got the most minutes last night. Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, and Marcus Smart. Start off with Gordon Hayward who played 26 minutes, 38 seconds. Collected two points, shot one for five from the field, 0 for two from three. Collected three rebounds and was a minus 11. Welcome back, October Gordon Hayward. Gordon wasn't aggressive. He wasn't efficient whatsoever from the floor. He was a non-factor. It's it's as if we were better off having nobody out there than anyone. It's the same Gordon Hayward we've dealt with all year long. Granted, I get the whole injury, blah, blah, blah. Dude, it's the fucking playoffs. Like, it's time to step up. It's time to take shots. It's time to be aggressive. We saw you do it against Golden State. You did it against Minnesota time after time, and now you fail to do it against Milwaukee. You fail to show up. And that's that. That's it with, with, with Hayward for Game 4. Terry Rozier played 10 minutes, 27 seconds. Rozier collected two points, shot one for five from the field. Ah, 0 for 3 from 3, collected two rebounds, and was also a minus 11. Yep, that's scary Terry for you. Pretty scary in the box score. Terrifying, actually. Then Marcus Smart, who played 14 minutes, 39 seconds. Marcus collected three points, shot one for seven from the field. All shots were three-pointers. I guess he's taking that that career-high three-point efficiency field goal percentage real seriously in game one of his playoff debut. Had one rebound, two assists, and was a minus 13 from the floor. 
Again, as I said, Marcus Smart was completely lost if you watch that game offensively. He was forcing plays that weren't even there, driving in, having no idea what to do with the ball. And, yeah, that's that's it. 3-1, game five, we're headed for Milwaukee. I don't even know if I'm going to watch this game. This This is where our Celtics stand. Now, with that being said, yeah, I do think the series is done. I think this team has no chance, even though all it takes is for them to play their ball game. I take into consideration the refs have not have they were pretty terrible when the series came over to Boston. However, that's no excuse for you to not play your game. You look at the Houston Golden State series, first two games in in, in Golden State, the refs were putrid. However, Houston has done their job flipping the switch, evening up that series of two with that series going over to Houston. They played their game. The Celtics have not played their game. They've had no answer for Giannis defensively. They had it in game one. They had it with, with, with Baines and, and Horford using physicality to slow him down offensively, to get Giannis to force turnovers, to pressure him with the ball inside the paint. They're not doing that. And it's almost coming to a point where where it's 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 pure effort. They're not showing any effort whatsoever. They're showing no concern for when adversity hits them, when adversity strikes them. And that's what happens. You get game four. You find yourself a game away from elimination, from your season being put to bed. And it's it's just, I mean, technically there's a chance. But realistically, with this team and the way they they play with each other and the lack of care that they express, it's over. It's that that's it. That's that's the 2018-19 Boston Celtics. They we've been waiting for them to click. Kyrie Irving has been saying, "Wait for the playoffs. Wait for the playoffs. Talk to me in the playoffs." So what's the playoffs? We talk to you, and your only answer for why we're down three one, why we're down two games, why we take game one and lose three straight is that you should have taken eight more shots. What the fuck, dude? That's your response. I should have taken eight more shots. Nothing to do with the fact that you're shooting terribly from the field. Not not, not for the fact that you're missing layups at an incredible rate. Not for the fact that you're deferring to options when you wanted to be the leader. You wanted to be the guy. And you're having the opportunity to do that. And you are failing to capitalize. That's my issue right now. That's what's that that's what we're subjected to watching. A sorry excuse for a leader, a sorry excuse for a professional basketball team, and it's disgusting. It honestly is. It makes me it makes me almost miss the days of 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 Chris Humphreys, of, of Gerald Wallace, of the days that 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 Celtics fans dealt with to get to this day. Those last plays, those tanking seasons, those missed playoff seasons to get those draft picks, to get the Marcus Smarts, to make the trades, to get those Brooklyn picks, to be in this position. And they're tapping out. That's what they're doing. They realize that that it's not as easy as it is. Perhaps they bought into what they did last year far too much. The Jalen Browns, the Terry Roziers, 
and now it's coming to bite them in the ass. That's what's happening with this Celtics team. Expressing no concern whatsoever. Once the going gets rough, what does Kyrie do? He leads them first into the locker room. That's what's happening. Now, where do we stand with Kyrie Irving? Personally, I think he's gone. I don't think he cares. I think pride is at an all-time low. And this isn't just for him. This is this is for the entire team. Believe me, game game three, the big play that killed me in game three was when Jalen Brown was guarding Eric Bledsoe down by seven, and he completely lets Bledsoe blow by him into the paint with the left hand, layup, game over. Kyrie, Kyrie isn't the only one, but believe me, he 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 deserves most responsibility out of anyone on this team. He wanted that leadership role. He wanted this team. He wanted this moment. He said, wait for this time to talk to me. We're talking, you're not answering. At least on the floor. You're answering, you're just you're answering with boneheaded responses to the media. And that's where that's where it is. That's game four. Game five from Milwaukee. Again, technically there's a shot. But with this team, I don't think so. I don't think they care. All you need to do really is play your game. And that's what's frustrating. We see it in Houston. Houston was down two games to none. They lost the first two in Golden State on the road. They flipped the switch. They 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 put an end to the crying and the bitching of the officials. And they responded on the floor. They played their game. Why can't the Celtics do the same? I don't get it. You beat this team last year. Granted, this is a different team, but so are you. You're not led by by young and experienced guys right now. You have the veteran leadership. Well, technically, we're supposed to have veteran leadership, but it's not showing up. But those guys don't want to show up. Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, they don't care. At least from their effort, it seems as though. They don't care. I don't know what else to say with this team. I don't know what to make of what we're watching. All I know is come June, when that <laughs> when that Woj tweet comes out of Kyrie Irving making his Knicks visit, I'm not going to care. I'm not going to give a shit. I'm perfectly fine with him packing his bags Teaming up with Katie, whatever you want to do. Go to New York if you want. I don't care. At the end of the day, you were a failure. You came here. Your tenure as a Boston Celtic was a failure. You wanted to be a leader, and you proved to everybody that you can't. There are only so many. Ah, there are only a handful of guys who can do that. The Kawhi Leonard's, the LeBron James's, the Kevin Durant's. Possibly the James Hardens. You're not one of them. You wanted to be. You had the opportunity. Granted, you were injured your first year. LeBron leaves the East. You think it's all yours. You think it's in your hands. And once once adversity strikes, you cower. You duck under the covers. I have nothing else to say about Game 4. At this point, 
Uh, we root for the Bruins. I don't know. I'm not frustrated that about the whole Boston sweep or whatever, about the Red Sox, about the Patriots and, and the Celtics. I don't care about that. I care that I cannot proudly say, this team cannot proudly say they put forth a respectable effort in Game 4. In Games 2, 3, and 4, as a matter of fact. Their defense has been atrocious. Their bench has been non-existent. But at the end of the day, it all starts with your leader. Your leader sets the tone. Kyrie Irving has failed time and time and time again. These were the games that he said he wanted us to come back and to speak on about. These games, these moments, you had the opportunity. Third quarter, you had the opportunity. You had Giannis, four fouls, foul trouble on the bench, and you failed to capitalize. You failed to take over. It's inexcusable for a player of your caliber, for a player who talks as much as you talk, for a player who feels as entitled as you feel. It's inexcusable. And that's my Game 4 reaction. Game 5, series heads to Milwaukee. I don't know what we're going to watch. I don't have any expectations whatsoever. Maybe they put us to bed there. Maybe they want to do it back in Boston. I don't know. But from what we're watching, this is over. That's it. Thank you for listening. Well, it was a short emergency podcast. Uh, be sure to follow me on Instagram, on Twitter at SportsGuyGeo. And keep a heads up for the next game, next game emergency podcast. There's certainly going to be one come post game of game five. If there's a game six, seven, whatever, whenever the Celtics season ends, um, you'll definitely get an instant reaction podcast. So that's it. Thanks for listening. I'm out.